Hi, true crime fans. You're tuning into Coffee, Murder, and Mystery, a true crime podcast where we discuss murder, mystery, and the supernatural. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Hey, everybody. Happy Wednesday. I am your host, Melissa. First, I wanted to take the time to thank everyone again who's been listening. Our podcast numbers are really going up. We really have a lot of people listening from all over the world. Thank you, UK. Thank you, South Africa. We really have a lot of new listeners there. And we now have listeners in all 50 states except for two. And Alaska just caught on. So hopefully we grow there. Thank you, Alaska. And thanks to everybody who's been listening. We really appreciate you. Thank you. We love you. Today's story of two disappearances from the same area are just too similar to be coincidental. I just cannot wrap my head around how these two men disappeared and it's not connected to each other. This is the story of Keith Reinhardt and Tom Young. Keith Reinhardt's story starts in Chicago where he was a sports writer with a loving wife and children. Keith had a friend who lived in Silver Plume, Colorado. Keith was looking for a simpler life. Some said he might have been having a midlife crisis. And with an interest in panning for gold, he decided that he wanted to give Silver Plume a try. Packing up his things, he said a temporary goodbye to his wife and children. He took a 90-day sabbatical and went out to Silver Plume to write a novel and see if it was somewhere he would want to move his family. I wanted to tell you a little bit about life in Silver Plume, Colorado, so that you could understand the appeal of the simpler life there. Silver Plume is an old mining town. It's actually referred to as a mining camp. It's known as a living ghost town with a population of under 200. Pictures of Silver Plume, which we will post on our website, show a small rural town in the mountains. It's exactly what you would think of when you think of an old ghost town, except not quite as run down. There are still residents. The landscape is exactly what you would picture for a rural Colorado town. It is beautiful. Even though this small rural spot is only an hour from Denver. There are many local legends in the town. One says that a miner took some of the town's ore to Louis Dupé, who was a French immigrant who opened the Hotel de Paris in Silver Plume. The miner asked Louis, what should we name this camp? And it is said that Louis wrote a poem about the town on the spot. Nights today are miners bold, who delve in deep mines gloom, to honor men who dig for gold, for ladies who their arms enfold, will name the town Silver Plume. There is also a local legend of a man named Clifford Griffin. Clifford Griffin is said to have been an Englishman who came to Silver Plume in the late 1860s and discovered the first vein of ore running through the mountain. Clifford had come to Silver Plume to start a new life after finding his fiancée had perished the day before they were to be married. Clifford Griffin soon became the richest man in the area. But Clifford could not forget his would-be wife, and his loneliness consumed him. It's said that he would sit by the entrance to the mine, and after a hard day's work, play his violin for the miners. 
looking for companionship in the people around him. It is said that when he finished a tune, you could hear the applause echo off the canyon walls. When a holiday approached, Clifford was generous to the men, wanting them and their families to thrive. But he would say it pained him to watch the men spending time with their families while Clifford was alone, unable to forget the life that would have been. Clifford, at his normal spot by the entrance to the mine, constructed his own grave and shot himself dead so that he would fall directly into it. The gunshot rang out through the canyon and all the men ran to find the body of Clifford Griffin lying there dead in his own grave. He left a note asking them to keep his body in the stone grave there, in the only spot he had found happiness since his would-be wife's untimely death. The townspeople built a memorial to Clifford Griffin at the top of his grave. I'll link a picture to that on our page as well. And now the town of Silverplume is part of the Georgetown Silverplume Historic District. Keith Reinhardt took up residence in Silverplume in an old abandoned church that had a shop directly next door. And when you look at the picture that's on our website, I mean, these are very, very close together. I did not expect a church to be that close to like this little old timey storefront. Keith set up an antique shop with photos and things to sell while he was living in the church. His goal while he was at this temporary residence was to write a novel. When Keith found out about the disappearance of Tom Young a year earlier, on September 7th, 1987, he decided to change the course of his entire novel and base it on the disappearance of Tom Young. He used Guy Gypsum to represent Tom as the main character in his novel. Tom Young, who was the previous tenant at the same storefront that Keith was renting, told friends that he was going on vacation and was never seen alive again. Keith's antique store had previously been Tom Young's bookstore. It was the old Knights of Pythias building directly next to the old Catholic church that Keith was currently residing in. Now, I kind of looked to see, but I could not find if Tom Young resided in the same church as Keith or not. I feel like that's very relevant, but unfortunately, I don't have this information. If anyone knows this information, please email us and let me know. I wanted to give you a little background on the Knights of Pythias. Justice H. Rathbone founded the Knights of Pythias in 1889 in Lima, Ohio. He was a government clerk in the Treasury Department of the U.S. government. He based the order on the mythological friendship of Damien and Pythias. In their story, Damien and Pythias belonged to a brotherhood that accompanied strict morality, absolute truthfulness, and honor. Damien opposed the rule of the king, and long story short, he was condemned to execution. Because of Damien and Pythias's noble friendship, each was willing to die for the other. It is a beautiful, sweet story, and it's, it's referenced in many literary works. And many popular people have been a part of the Knights of Pythias and approved of this organization. Many presidents even have commented on this organization, and it is known to be well and good. 
But I think like any secret society, people have their conspiracy theories. Ten months after his disappearance, Tom Young's skeletal manes were located an hour out of Silver Plume. It was July 31st, 1988. His dog beside him, Tom was propped up against the tree and they were both dead from single gunshot wounds to the head. There was a gun found at the scene that did match the gun that Tom had purchased just a few days before. The death was ruled a suicide. Seven days later, Keith Reinhardt set out to hike to the top of Pendleton Mountain. He closed up his shop and told everyone where he was going. This was a hike that Keith had attempted before. But Keith had never completed the hike because of the rough terrain. There is no defined path up this mountain, and it's known to have loose and slippery rocks, jagged rocks, and there's also steep drops. If Keith would have completed the hike, he should have been back at 10 p.m. But everyone in the area knew that this wasn't the wisest thing to do at that time of day. The hike would not be wise in the dark. Witnesses who saw Keith walking toward the mountain said he didn't seem to have on the proper clothing, shoes, and was not carrying a backpack. He set off on this journey with one can of pop. The next day, when it was found that Keith did not return, there was a massive search effort. People took to the ground and air to search for Keith. There were even bloodhounds on this team. But there was no trace of Keith, not a single clue. And on 8-14, after there were 10,000 man-hours put in on the search, they called it off. A small plane that was included in the search had made an error and succumbed to the treacherous terrain. Unfortunately, the pilot died. The passenger was able to be rescued by helicopter. With no additional clues, they called off the search the next day as they didn't want any more fatalities on the mountain. The terrain was so rough that the paws of search dogs had to be bandaged for protection. Police describe this mountain as very physical with no path, loose rock, and heavy vegetation. The only clue that was left behind was on Keith's computer. In the novel he was writing, he had left the words, Guy Gypsum changed into some hiking boots and donned a heavy flannel shirt. He understood it all now and his motivation. Guy closed the door and walked off toward the lush, shadowless Colorado forest above. Sounds familiar, as that's what Keith did that day. How could two men renting the same space both disappear just a few years apart? Did they both become suicidal while they were in that space? To me, this seems like something straight out of a horror movie where haunted objects call upon people to inhabit them with lonely, desolate thoughts. Or like a space was haunted with an old spirit in an old ghost town that would lead the men to their deaths. It's just strange. Unbelievable, even. Many people believe that Keith and Tom both committed suicide. Some believe that they found out something they shouldn't have at the storefront that they were renting and were murdered for it. Others believe that amidst Keith's midlife crisis, he left his wife behind to start anew, and today in his 80s, he's somewhere warm, living up his last days. 
Keith's son, Kai Reinhardt, visited Silverplume himself and took the hike up to the top of the mountain as his father was trying to do. He believes his father was murdered. I posted the picture of Kai on the top of the mountain on our webpage if you're interested. It is actually a really cool picture and you can see behind him just how dangerous the terrain could really be. I mean, especially in the dark, it's not a place I would hike. There's also a travel channel series called Lost in the Wild that did an episode on Keith's story if you're interested in learning more. There's also a documentary in the works called The Dark Side of the Mountain this phrase comes from Keith's novel, and you can go to thedarkerside.com and leave comments, thoughts, whatever you want on this case for the author. And that concludes today's short episode. If you like our podcast, please hit subscribe. If you would leave us a five-star rating, we would be eternally grateful. You can find us on Instagram at Coffee Murder Mystery. You can find us on Facebook and our Twitter is coffeemurder underscore. You can email our Gmail at coffeemurdermystery at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, stay safe. Evil people are everywhere. Bye now. Thanks for tuning in to Coffee, Murder, and Mystery.